I'm, I'm not lying to you. This is exactly how I live my life. If you want to pray, in fact, all these months of teaching the word of God, I've narrowed my prayer to just two things. And that's what I was going to share this, this evening. But first, let's just declare the word first. Want to pray? It's just two things. One, you put the name of God somewhere and you lift the rod of God over something. That's all. I don't know any other prayer. Let's read this quickly. Because I find, sit down, sit down, please. Luke chapter 18. This is one portion of the Bible that um, we have read here. So, of course, our school of prayer, so we read it a lot. He said, now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. I'm not going to read much more than that. He said he was showing them that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. Let me just read only that verse. King James says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Open also to the book of Romans chapter... 12. Oh, that one is even very easy to remember. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. That's where we're going. But I like to just take back up slightly. Verse 9. Paul was writing there. He said, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent the spirit. Serving the Lord. Now notice this, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, and devoted to prayer. That's why I'm reading this. He said devoted to prayer. Now I just want to pick on these two. He said, one, we ought to pray always and not to lose heart. We ought to pray always and not to lose heart. And Paul now picked up later and said, everybody be devoted to prayer. I want to just remind us briefly of what prayer is. In fact, I felt like starting today, but maybe we may start next time. I just look on that topic, talk about effective prayer. <laughs> just find out, you know, when you have to think on the same topic, you keep manipulating words. At the end of the day, you say the same thing. And I'm not ashamed of saying the same thing. Oh, Ken Hagen said the same thing for 60 years. I've not even done 20 years saying the same thing as a preacher. So I still have another 40-something years to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. Yes, it keeps on bringing. The job of a preacher, actually, is to continue to, you know, infuse the spirit. It's not really the words. It's the spirit you are infusing into people. That's what helps them to burn. Christians can't burn with the light of God, except the oil of God is being poured into them. And they must always be, you know, those two olive trees, which are the, they are the prophets that stand before the Lord of hosts, you understand? And they channel their oil into the lamps. And that is when the lamp can burn. So we keep on saying the same things, alright? But now what I want to bring out from here again is this. Now God said, Jesus was speaking that we must always pray and not to lose heart. And Paul said we must be devoted to prayer. And if it's like that, prayer is dif- that if prayer is the way many of us think about it, then it's difficult. It's difficult because even if you have all the needs in this world, by the time you spend one hour re- reciting them, you will have gone through all of them. And when you do the second hour, you now call it what? Vain repetition. So you see, you are not in trouble. <laughs> What's vain repetition? Repeating the same needs to God again and again. Repetition is not what is the problem. It is when you are doing what they call vain repetition. There are repetitions that are not vain. The other time we read from Psalm 136, 
You saw David there, plenty repetition, but it was not vain. Now, I'm not saying she opened, I just want to refer to it. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of the, the God of God, that's repetition, isn't it? Give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his loving kindness is everlasting. Every verse has for his loving kindness is everlasting. Every verse has for his loving kindness is everlasting until you get to verse 26. 26 verses repeating the same thing. That's not vain repetition. What is vain repetition? I'll tell you. Father God, I need a new shirt. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, a new shirt is needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, supply a new shirt. Bring to be a new shirt. Let a new shirt manifest in my wardrobe. Let somebody send me a new shirt. New shirt, come. New shirt, that is vain repetition. You know why? Jesus said your father knows you know a new, you need a new shirt. Are you getting my point? That is vain repetition. Vain repetition is when you take a need, and that same need is what you are telling God, hey, that I was discussing now. What? That new shirt. I was thinking maybe it should be yellow. But no, Lord, change it to brown. Next, you say, hey, Lord, say, today is the day of receiving a new shirt. And I receive it today in Jesus' name. New shirt, come, new shirt. I draw you. You are a Van Heusen. Van Heusen. Let me spell Van Heusen for you. V, A, A, you know? Why? I picture a new shirt. It's called vain repetition. How do I know it's vain? Jesus said, your father knows you need these things already before you ask him. That's what makes it vain. So if men will pray at all times and not get tired, what would they be saying? What would they be saying? Jesus said something. He said, you abide in me and my words do what? Abide in you. I have found out that the simple thing about prayer is the word that is abiding in you that is erupting from your mouth. Oh, that's what prayer is. If I wake up in the morning and I say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And I repeat that. Then, I'm entering the bathroom, I go by it again. I come back into the room, I go by it again. I'm entering my car after dressing and go by it again. It's not vain repetition. I'm uttering the word of God. It is not vain repetition. If I put the word of God on my lips and I utter that word 500,000 times a week, it is not vain repetition. If I take Psalm 136 and I put that thing on my lips all the time, it is not vain repetition. If I take Isaiah chapter 53 and I recite it from beginning to the end and I do it 50 times a day, it is not vain repetition. In fact, Paul said like this in that Christian chapter 3. He said, let the word of Christ do what? Dwell richly in you. Then you open your mouth and the word begins to erupt. You speak in psalms and songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Let me give you something about that briefly. You know, one day I was thinking, why do people sing? And I realized God gave us sing, songs so that we can repeat. Oh, yes. That's why, God, that's why he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Then what do you now do? You start speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Because just op- op- opening your mouth and declaring words can be difficult. But if you start singing, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all the earth. You can do that thing for one hour. No, your neighbors are not tired. Your children are not tired. Nobody is tired. You are not tired. You are, you are even washing your car quicker. For the Lord is a great... Are you getting my point? You are singing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's why God gave us songs. It's to make repeating the word easy. It's to make repetition enjoyable. 
is to make repetition flow. Is to make you look forward to the next repetition. One of the keys of life, eh? Don't you know songs play by themselves in your head? You know that. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. yes. If you sit down and you watch any musical anything or listen to it, after a while, it starts playing in your head. In fact, my wife said one day she wanted to pray with the children. Then let's take a song, a song of worship. You know what she started saying? You have all it takes to be. <laughs> Why? When you call people. <laughs> What is going on here? I mean, is it color tune they call it? And that's why when, if you have a color tune, when, good enough, my phone, you know, different, different phones have different um, technologies inside. My own phone vibrates when you pick the call. So if I call you, as I hear, start hearing one song, I carry it, I just hold it like this. When you pick the call, the phone will vibrate, so I now know you have picked the call. What I've told you is a matter of, I don't want to fill my head with music. Don't feel. <laughs> don't have to that shit. <laughs> In fact, she had opened her you have all it. <laughs> said, eh? Because of what? <laughs> Color tune. I'm not kidding, no. There are people I call. Those days, I remember one person now. There are people that I call. Once I call them, I don't put the phone in my ears. Because I know they are color tune. Because I know it will print in my mind. It, it's subconscious. You start singing it. You know, some people say they are dreaming dreams. I have to be very careful. Our book, uh, what do you call it? Um, Gathered by the Spirit. We talked about it in the book. Many people dream it. It's just from too much. It's just what you see. And I say, I dreamt. What did I dream? I dreamt that witches were flying all around the house. What does it mean? I know what it means. You were watching Mamaji. You know, she's a, she's a witch in half of her movies. Or at least a wicked woman in most of her movies. When you watch her money after her night, she will come and act drama for you when you are sleeping. No, if you were the one who to act drama for your friends, are you getting my point? They will, you watch her money, will, they will act drama for you when you are sleeping. Well, no, what I'm saying this, eh? This is a practical tip about life. Be careful the kind of songs that play to you again and again. If it's something you don't want to play by itself in your mind, get rid of it. Literally, Christian music is good. Don't, not, don't get Christian music or... You will answer me today, today. No, forget that one. That's not a, you know, that's not a good Christian. So the fact that they are calling, they, they are praying, forget that thing. Get songs. This is Nathaniel Bassi, the one we heard. Oh, no, no. The guy, the guy is sent by God. The Bible is sent by God. The day I heard Chris Delvan for the first time, I fell in love with him the second time. That instantly. When, you know, there are songs you will hear. If, if you listen to them before you sleep, you must dream good dreams. You will dream that angels came to your house and they cooked lunch for you and you ate the food and they took you on the tour of heaven. But if you start, <laughs> if you start listening to all the spirits, and sukubus, this year, you will scatter. Believe me, you will fight all the night in your dream. Throughout at night, you and spirit will be fighting. When you wake up in the morning, you are exhausted. Your wife is wondering, did you travel at night? No, I'm very, very... No, no, I'm, the Lord is good. What am I saying? Real prayer, that's what I'm talking about. Real prayer is not about repeating your needs to God all the time. Identify his words. Put those words on your lips constantly. If the words have to become a song, put them on your lips and utter them all the time. That's real prayer. When they say men ought always to pray, that is why you can pray all the time. 
Do you know the truth? When Jesus went to the garden, I just realized the other day, you know, when he was saying, let this cup pass over me, nevertheless, no, nevertheless, not thy will, not, not my will, but thine be done. You know, it's a verse of scripture. It wasn't, he didn't invent it there. It was what he had imbibed from the Psalms. That was what he took to God in prayer. I come in the volume of the books it is written of me to do thy will, O my God. Thy law is within my heart. That thing is there, Psalm 40. That was what he was repeating to God. Ah, before those days, we said that the Lord prayed all night. I used to wonder, what was he saying all night? Is now we understand at least a bit of it, what he must have been saying all night. The word, see, you know what, 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 what God said? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Now, there's something about it. It's a constant feeding. It is not, okay, I ate bread last week, I'm okay. The food I ate yesterday, today it has gone down in intensity. You know that? I had to eat another one this morning. When I get home this evening, I had to eat again. That is the same thing with the word of God. We are the constant, it's not as if we just utter one word. The Bible says he upholds all things. Did you notice that? How does he do it? He does what? He upholds all things by the word of his power. That means that word is constantly flowing. It is a constant uttering of the word that we are talking about. It must be a constant habit. That's why at least I say it all the time. All these chat groups that we forward negative things, just leave them alone. What they are doing, my brother and I talked about it today, is that they are wearing out your faith. They keep on putting negative things in your face. They are wearing down your faith. No, that's what they are doing. And like we said when we are talking about total faith, faith is a tangible substance. It can, it's like you put in a bucket. It leaks. It evaporates. You use it, it gets finished. No, that's how faith is. You had faith last year. You're a big man of faith, great man of faith. You spoke to mountains and they disappeared. It doesn't mean you will do it today and they will answer you. The persuasion you had yesterday will win. When things that didn't scare you before start scaring you, faith is down. That's how spiritual things are. So what you're supposed to do is keep on building yourself up on that faith matter. And how do you do it? You keep on praying the word of God. That's how we pray all the time. I said, I've now prayed to two things. That's been my experience over the last year or two now. That's teaching on this prayer matter. It's just two things. One, you put God's word out there all the time. Prayer is not your desire. Prayer is what God has spoken. For him to effect what he has spoken, he needs a child of his. Somebody who has that prophetic... Now, I don't mean somebody called the means of a prophet. I mean somebody who's doing the prophetic function of uttering the word of God into the atmosphere. The person must get up and do it constantly. For example, in Nigeria, very, very good example. People can constantly barrage your mind with everything negative, And you become a complainer. What you don't realize is that when you, start, when you become a complainer, you have reduced the number of soldiers in this battle. Yes. We are in a war. It's warfare. We are fighting. A lot of, look, all these rubbish things, people consider up and down. All this, look at this country. Like somebody said, the government is corrupt. I said, <laughs> you know, you can't thank God for anything. You know that. So, the government is corrupt. I said, it's because you're in Nigeria. Go to Libya. You won't worry about corruption in government. You'll be wanting government at all costs. Just give me one government. He said they will steal your money. Let them steal it. And then there will be government. You go to Somalia, you'll be thanking God, Lord, please send us government. Because Al-Shabaab is not letting go. I mean, Somalia had how many warring 
warlords for a long time until African Union finally helped them establish one. Now, Ashabab will not let that one rest. So you have a corrupt government. Thank God you have a government at all. He said, power is not constant. I said, have you noticed that it's because you have a switch? If you are homeless, who cares whether power is constant or power is not constant? I saw one video the other day. Somebody said I should watch it. One woman used to keep dog food outside for her dog to eat. But now the dog food was getting finished fast. Every time she comes, dog food don't finish. So she went and hid somewhere to check which dog is coming to eat my dog food. Now I found one guy just hanging out there. Once the guy is no bingo around, the guy go rich. <laughs> so the woman said, hey, you, you are eating my dog food. The guy said, sorry, sorry, don't call the police, don't call the police. Why are you eating dog food? He said, I have not had a decent meal in months. Or is it in weeks, he said. You know, in America where, or Europe where light is constant, homeless people don't care. Because there's no switch under the cardboard where he's sleeping. So if you see that power is not constant, once you notice it a lot, that's proof that I have a house I go to. There's a place where I flip the switch to check whether they are there. Whether power, are you getting my point? What am I trying to say? When we focus on the negative things, actually we are recruited. Please, I keep on recommending this book. Go and read it. Rejoiner's Final Quest. Because when people are fighting for Satan, they don't realize it. They are not fighting Satan. They are fighting for him. Why? They join complainers, grumblers, what is APC up to? The central government does not care about the rest of the people. That's negative words. But what are we supposed to do as believers? Take a country like ours. It is our duty to utter the order of God into the country. He said the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the surface of the deep. But now these children of God were moving over the surface of the waters. Do you understand my point? Did you see the way I read that? Then they discovered what God wanted to do. And then they said... Nigeria, hear the word of God. Order, be. Let there be light. They are the ones that speak light into existence. You are getting my point? They speak it into existence. They don't, it's not, they are not commentators. They are prophets. And one thing we said at that time, let me repeat it again. They said it for, some, for one year, it hasn't worked. Don't ever forget this. You know, we said one thing with the list of the, the word of God. Moses did not, look, go and read your Bible well. Moses did not divide, you know when we were young, we thought Moses took the staff and did Elijah on the Red Sea. Where is the, did Elijah zone? Where is the God of Elijah? I lie. Moses got there. Where are we going to pass? Alright, we are going to move from here to the other end. Alright, fine, everybody stay behind me. And he lifted up his rod over the waters. And he kept that thing lifted for hours. Read your Bible well. The man kept the rod lifted for hours. And that rod lifted started commanding the currents around, the wind around. That rod lifted, moved the wind, and it started beating up against the water. Believe me, if Moses had taken it down, the breeze would have gone down. What would Moses do? He would lift it up again. He had to lift it up until the, wind, the, the sea will part completely. And the way God designed it, once it has parted completely, that's when Moses can now relax and book can stop us. What am I saying? You know what happens a lot of times? We will pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Then God will answer prayers. Then we will prosper. Then, you know, we cannot, you know, we cannot be buying fine cars for our pastors. 
we church members can be traveling everywhere, then we become complacent. Messages that used to ignite us to dangerous praying. I don't mean um, uh, demon, what, what do I say? I don't mean witches chasing prayer. I mean real prayer that brings down the power of God. Prayer that people will kneel down and pray for a country and God will be forced to hear. Instead of those messages, and I say, 17 keys to effective entrepreneurship on Sunday morning. The diet to change your life. Uh, today, the Spirit of God is not upon me to share this morning, so we have brought um, um, Brother Okemote, he's an expert in dietary matters. And Okemote will stand there and say, Amen. How many of you ate cucumbers today? How many of you ate cucumbers today on Sunday morning? And it will be there nodding, yeah, 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 yeah. Christians don't know how to eat a balanced diet. The economy starts spoiling. You know why God let the economy spoil? Say these boys are going mental. Then when they become hungry, when they've tried all the principles of doing business and diet, and they are still sick and they are still broke, then they will move the old order aside. Then pastor will dust his books on faith. <laughs> the books on the Holy Spirit. The books on prayer. The books on righteousness and holiness. He'll begin to teach from that, those areas again. The people are stimulated again to effective prayer. If I say this will make you laugh, the international price of crude will start climbing <laughs> in response to their prayer. Anytime you prosper, be careful. Everything has dangers. Oh, everything has dangers. That is why God said, thou shalt remember. Why? You are likely to forget. Forgetting is the natural thing that happens when you prosper. You will forget where the prosperity came from. Because anytime God wants to bless you, you know, God doesn't do these funny miracles that people are expecting. No. What he, when he wants to bless, the blessing, when it has manifested, it looks reasonable. I don't know what I get what I'm saying. You will see that it was when, maybe you used to earn, let's say, 15,000 a month, and you was meeting all your needs, but you were finishing it. Then when God wanted to bless you, somebody told you that don't eat everything, manage, keep 5,000 aside. You did that for about five months. You had 25,000. Then you bought something. You broke it to pieces. You sold it. It became 30. Are you getting my point? Then from that 30, you did it again. It became 50. You did it again. Then you rented the shop. Then you got two salespeople. Then you began to manufacture. After some time, you realize what's happening. You have 50 members of staff. You're a multi-millionaire. They are selling your goods in ShopRite, in game, in the waiting market, and all of that. And they notice something. You can trace it back how it came. That's the danger. That is the danger. At that time, you built a massive house in GRE. You have fine state-of-the-art cars. Your wife and your children, they go for, anytime they are holiday, they've disappeared out of the country. And then the church will now invite you. Oh, um, Okemute, you're in trouble today. <laughs> you see, Brother Okemute, he's been a successful entrepreneur. You know, all of us have learned to pronounce, pronounce entrepreneur now. <laughs> So he will now say the seven keys to breakthrough. One, you know he's not a preacher, so he talks slowly. One, don't eat all your money. Everybody say, don't eat all your money. <laughs> then they write it down. Pull something aside. Then look for something that you can buy in bulk 
and break to pieces and sell. Amen? Amen. Then when you start selling, remember to increase sales. Amen? Then they go on like that. You guys will speak. All the young men will be writing. They're writing. 99 out of 100 of them get what? Nothing. Do you know why? The man has forgotten. It is the Lord his God that gave him power to get wealth. He has forgotten. The same, another person God gave that power. Didn't save Jack. Oh, didn't save anything. That one was going on the road one day. Somebody said, he saw a man whose tire was down. And he looked at the man. See the man well dressed. The man about to jack his tires. He just felt like, ah, sir, you shouldn't be jacking tires. Look at your shirt. Look at, in fact, you look expensive, sir. Don't, please, wait. And this man, maybe the guy may be just a little older than him. I mean, like, the, the smart guy looking a little older than this struggling guy. So this other man is so impressed, like, ah, this guy is so humble. Ah, what do you do? They talk, they talk a bit, you know. They just get to know each other. Oh, here's my card. If ever you are passing by, let's see you. Then that guy starts to by one day. Oh, I, just, I was near your office. Oh, then along the line, I said, can you do this? Yes, I can. Now, the guy really likes him. He gives him a, he gives him a job for their company to do. What is the job? Just go to nature, buy something and supply. 15% markup. Except that you're talking 2.5 million naira. For a struggling man, that's not bad pay. Before he knows what was happening, the whole world is deceived by God into thinking this guy is an expert in purchasing things. Everybody gives him advance pay. Before he knows what's happening, he's a major supplier of something that he doesn't manufacture. Someone has said, don't go to nature again. At this level of business, you can bring from China. There's a part that only comes from Europe. Next thing you know is he has a business that's worth hundreds of millions. Then pastor carries him to church also. Give us the keys of success. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Open your eyes for how you can help people. <laughs> and make sure you always deliver. Because if you don't deliver, next time they won't give you the job. Amen. Amen. He has forgotten. It is the Lord, his God, that giveth him power to get wealth. What am I going to say? Every time God blesses people, they will have a story to tell. But the story is not the source of blessing. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. The story is not the source. When you two you are blessed, you have your own story to tell. I like to quote one of the most successful entrepreneurs, though not a Christian of all time. Steve Jobs. You know what Steve Jobs said? He said, nobody can connect the dots going forward. That you can only connect the dots of life looking backwards. He said, so when you start in life, just believe in something. That's what Steve Jobs said. How did Apple make it all of us? He must say, forget that thing. It's when we have made it, we look back now, we're not telling stories. When we're trying, we didn't know where we're going. And believe me, many people also tried and failed because God did not command a blessing for them. That is the danger. That's what I was talking about. When God has blessed people, they always have a story that looks predictable to tell. But hear the word of God, that's not the source of the blessing. That's why Christians, that's what I'm talking about. Let's not be carried away by our successes. Let's not be carried away by our breakthroughs. Let's not be carried away by our victories. Let's remember, it is the Lord thy God that giveth the power to get wealth. What am I going to say? In the time of adversity, in the time of prosperity, the prayer is the same. No matter how rich you are, wake up in the morning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Don't say it's a prayer for poor people. 
Don't think so. In the time of adversity, you used to utter that prayer 10 times a day. Believe me, when you are prospered, you need to utter it 15 times. It takes, I'm telling you, you need more spiritual power at that point. Because the other challenges you are going to be facing. When you are poor, pride was not your problem. How can you be proud? You are poor. What are you going to be proud of? Your old car? The people you are owing? What are you going to be proud of? But when your car wakes, up, wakes you up in the morning, starts itself, you know there are cars like that. I'm not joking. There are cars that will start themselves at appropriate times. They know when you are coming out, they warm themselves. My gas car that does this, from where it is, many cars are like that, not, not a big deal. Maybe it's in lecture hall, it's going to finish lecture and leave in 10 minutes. Press the button. The car starts and puts on the AC. It's the AC that's the reason. The car will come on, switch on the AC and be chilling the car. And as it approaches, the door will open. It won't swing open, but you hear the door unlock. I say, sir, what if somebody rushes and drives your car away? <laughs> he said, no, no. He said, it's not going to happen. That once, that once you put your foot on the brake, the key must be in a certain position. So you can open the door. You can open the door, but you can't drive the car off. That is when you become proud. <laughs> Before that time, you can't be proud. If your neighbors are helping you push your car, you cannot be proud. You know why you can't be proud? You need them tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know the kind of advice I've heard from people? You know people are used to hustling some things. This battery is not good. Say, move your manager until dry season. <laughs> Have you heard that advice before? That we don't need to change the battery. Let's just manage it till rain stop. When rain stop, it could start by itself. Yes, on kind of advice, you look like, are you joking? <laughs> when you're in that situation, you can't be proud. But when your car is the other way, ah, start becoming proud. That is why you need extra dose of the word. Because when pride comes in, falling is just a few years away. What is prayer? Prayer is that I take the word of God, I place it on my lips constantly. I don't need, listen, I don't have to be in need. I need to say that again. I don't have to be in need to pray. It is with prayer that the power of God flows constantly into my life and into my environment. What are we going to pray about today? No, there's no need for prayer point for the day. Like, what is it? You don't need to have a problem. What is today's prayer point? We want to just describe the Lord. Let's start. Father, we thank you. You are the one that made the heavens and the earth. We give you praise. Listen, that is the key to sanity. You know that? Societal sanity is dependent on what I have said. The constant giving of thanks to God. You want sanity in your home? Constantly Teach your children to give God thanks. I was here, I was saying the other day, I told my, my, my children wanted to eat. We just happened to be on the dining, my wife and I. My daughter and her younger brother. They came to the dining table to eat, brought their food. And as soon as I looked up, I said, she was the one that started eating. I said, did I see somebody forgetting to pray? She opened her mouth like, ah! She said, sorry, so it's not about her head. And my wife now reminded her that when your younger one is, when you people are many, the oldest will pray while everybody else says amen. Alright? So the other guy bowed his head and she prayed. I said, Father, we thank you for this food in Jesus' name. 
Let it be nourishment to our system. I say, wait, 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 wait. Who put that, that nourishment aspect? She had, I said, no, 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 no. In this house, we don't pray for nourishment for our system. When it is Thanksgiving time, it is purely Thanksgiving time. So start again. Say, Father, we thank you for this food in Jesus' name. Amen. When I started the lecture, I started teaching them. When you say thank you, you know what it means? Do you realize you are eating this food on the dining table? Yes, you are thanking God for the table. Did you walk? No. Where did the food come from? Who paid for it? They looked at my wife and I. I mean, you all paid for it. <laughs> you know my point. <laughs> so they looked. So I said, good. So when you say thank you, you are thanking God for mommy, you are thanking God for daddy. I said, did you go to the market? No. Did daddy go to the market? No. Did mommy go to the market? No. Who went to the market? I said, you are thanking God for the person that went to the market. Did you cook the food? You know, we kept on that. I said, do you know why you even say thank you? You know, the farmer who, who did this needed the rain. So when you say thank you for this food, you are thanking God for the rain. You are thanking God for the farmer. We went through it like that, like that, like that. So let's not ever forget to say thank you. I told my daughter, that nourishment thing, let it be nourishment to our system, is addition that Jesus is not put there. Many of you do it. Stop it. It's not good. <laughs> Full time, all God, all Jesus is to do what? Father, we give thanks. That's all. Give thanks for the food. Forget this adding, let it be. What was it going to be before? <laughs> the Bible says it is sanctified by thanksgiving. It is nourishment to your system. Thanksgiving will kill the poison. What am I going to say? That's prayer. So sometimes we just get up and we just start thanking God. And that's the only prayer for the day. So no matter how much you have prospered, you will still have cause for that prayer. Are you getting what I'm going to say here? That's how you remember it. That it is the Lord thy God that gives the power to get wealth. And just in case you have prospered, like the two people I gave as an example before, and they called you to your church to come and preach. Brother, let me just give you advice. That's what they call foundations. I taught a series, Foundations and Pillars of Financial Prosperity. Please, give people the foundations. Explain to them this is the foundation. Prosperity, prosperity is a gift of God. It's not because I'm wise. Anything I tell you today is just the story of my life. Are you getting my point? Always remember to tell me what I'm telling you today is what? The story of my life. The next person may have a different story to tell. Don't turn my life to keys. They are not keys. They are personal experiences. Let people know that God will give you your own personal experience. However, some things are constant for us as believers. Faithfulness. Walk in integrity. Faith, of course. Walking in faith, depending on God. Listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Not being fixed on, if I don't get to America, I won't prosper. If I don't get to Lagos, I won't prosper. Knowing that God can bring prosperity from anywhere. Those are the principles you teach to Christians. And then when we have done that, remember Ecclesiastes, we relax. Then time and chance will happen. When time and chance have happened, people will now write stories on five keys to having chance. Seven keys to having time. There is no key to time. There is no key to chance. I hope you have gotten my point. I'm preaching on prayer. Prayer is just taking the word of God and putting it on our lips constantly. The second thing we say, because of time, we'll stop it here. But I, wish I was teaching the other day, I was talking about the pursuit of God, is that we'll take the name of God and lift it up over anything that we are doing. Like when he said, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. What was he saying? Your blessing is of the Lord. Your protection is of the Lord. Favor is of the Lord. 
I led my brethren in prayer yesterday because we were praying towards our next convention. I said, brethren, let us just put the name of the Lord upon our convention, upon our association, upon ourselves individually. So I wrote a long confession in which we are just saying, protection is God, is of the Lord. Are you getting my point? Love is of the Lord. Favor is of the Lord. We are putting God's name on everything. Those are the two most important things about prayer. Prayer is not primarily about your desire. Prayer is about putting the word of God out there in your environment. I hope you got my point. Let's rise to our feet and pray some more and then we close. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Again, this one is never too much. Giving the Lord thanks. Let's start. Say, Lord, I thank you because your word is always there. Always alive. Give thanks for that. It's very important. He said, you need to understand. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. Say, Lord, every word. Thank you for every word. Give him thanks this evening for every word. Say, Lord, thank you for every word. Lord, I thank you for every word. Say, Lord, I thank you for every word. I thank you for every word that you have given to me. Thank you because your word is not scarce. It's not scarce. Thank him. There's a scripture. He said that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Believe me, your Bible in your hand is part of the fulfillment of that scripture. Everything around is part of the fulfillment of that scripture. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Very important. Say, Lord, I thank you that I have your word. Thank you. I have a place where I can study your word. I have brethren together who together we can study your word. We can discuss. Thank him. Thank him. Because this word is your life. This is your life. Say, Lord, I thank you because I have life. In your word, I have life. Thank him again that you have passed out of death. You have passed into life. Why? He gave you faith in Christ. Even that one is a gift. Too. I'm convinced of it now. I'm convinced of it now. I'm convinced of it now. Once you open your heart, he pours faith into it. It's the reason why you can believe. The prince will tell you that there is no explanation on earth why he gave his life to Christ. That it had to be the gift of God. That God just put faith inside him. Because he was too, he was a logician. He had to reason it out and it did not make sense. Yet he believed. Thank God. Say, Lord, I thank you because you caused me to believe. Lord, I thank you because you have caused me to believe. Say, Lord, I thank you because you have caused me to believe. Give him thanks. Thank you. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Again, as we depart, lift the name of God over your head. Leave the name of God over your, your life. Declare, say, I am in God, the Father of the Lord Jesus. He is the source of my life. In Him I live. I don't live by myself. I don't live by my heartbeat. Not by my lungs. Not by my liver. Not by anything physical. But in Him I live. My life comes from God, the Father of my Lord Jesus. I have life in you, Lord. I have life in you. I have life in you. I have life. Declare that God is the source of your life. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, is the source of your life. He gave Jesus to have life in himself. And Jesus has given you life. Say, Lord, I thank you for the Lord Jesus. Declare that Jesus is the one you are focused on. You're focused on him. Christ is your life. You're focused on Christ. You're focused. Lift him up over your head. Lift him up over your life. Say, every aspect of me is subject to Christ. Every aspect of me is subject to Christ. My plans, my ambitions, I subject them to Christ again today. Everything I subject them to Christ. Everything I subject them to Christ. I invoke the name of the Almighty God over my life again. Say, I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Everything is in Christ. Declare it, everything is in Christ. Let's begin to give him thanks for today. Say, Father, we thank you for your word that has come. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is good. I want to just do something. Alright, quickly, let's just take this confession after me. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. I am not afraid of economic downturn. Because God is my blessing. Say, He is my blessing. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. In Christ Jesus. Say, all my needs are supplied. I follow after righteousness. And all things are added to me. Say, the Lord is with me. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He encourages my heart. He strengthens my heart. Said He strengthens my heart. In the time of difficulty, I am strengthened. In the time of rejoicing, I have strength. When things are easy, I have strength. I still trust in Him. When things are hard, I have strength. I trust in Him. Say, I have a sound mind because He restores my soul. I am not confused because the Lord restores my soul. Say this, He guides me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. My steps are ordered by the Lord. I am led by the Spirit of Christ. I have the Spirit of God. I have the Spirit of Christ. I walk in the will of God. I walk in the plan of God for my life. I don't walk in my ambition. I walk in the plan of God. I don't walk in my desires. I walk in the plan of God. Nevertheless, not my will, but His will. It may be hard. Nevertheless, not my will, but the will of my Father. It may be difficult. Nevertheless, not my will, but the will of the Father. Say, I obey the will of the Father because His Spirit is inside me. Say, my soul follows hard after Him. My soul follows hard after Him. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul follows after the Lord. I walk in the will of God for my life. Say, do I walk the valley of the shadow of death? I fear no evil. For the Lord is with me. For the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I like this part. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He has anointed my head with oil. It means I have divine enablement. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm fulfilling the assignment of God for my life. Say, on that day, he will say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Say, I receive that by faith in the name of Jesus. I will not abandon my assignment. I reject the spirit of Demas. I will fulfill the call of God for my life. You know, listen to Derek Prince. Derek Prince said at the age of 45, he said, I had nothing. No money, no home, no car, no plan, no ambition, nothing. He said, I had nothing at the age of 45. He said, the only thing he wanted was just to do the will of God. He said, if you know the story of my wife, that was his first wife who died. He said, she came from a very rich background. Then for about 20 years, she was in Israel helping, you know, just living there. Then together they left. He said, twice I've had to leave furnished homes at night, fleeing for his life or something. I left everything behind. He said, but when my wife died, he said, God called her home 
from the most beautiful home on this earth she had ever lived in. That is, she abandoned everything initially. But that when God began to bless him, he said, listen, that first of all, God has to show that there's nothing on this earth. Then he cannot give you everything and the ability to enjoy them. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, that is why he was, in fact, I released that message yesterday, very, very powerful. In fact, the message was titled, How to Enjoy Life on Earth. He said, you have to set your affection on the things in heaven. Are you getting my point? Such a beautiful message. Ah, if I had never heard a more solemn message in my life, and I was talking to young people, talking in a very low voice. Powerful message. Very, very powerful. What am I going to say? You can never abandon the reason why God gave you life. Because somebody said some, one other place is more comfortable. And he said something. He said, you will notice. For that one, I will examine it very well. He said, to the, when the Lord gave out ten, where well, he called him minors. I used to call him minors. All right? He said, the first one came. When he gave minas to his servant, give one mina. He said, your mina has made ten more. He said, that one, he told him, well done, good and faithful servant. Be in charge of ten cities. And that one came and said, your mina has made five more. He said, that one, he was not told, well done, good and faithful servant. He was just told, be in charge for five, or five cities. What was he saying? Go for ten. <laughs> he said, look, with God, there's no halfway. The man said, go for everything. Pursue it to the fullest. Because that is when you hear this word, well done. Good and faithful servant. I want us to pray again. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I will not be like Demas. I will not let comfort take me away. If I have to, I will endure hardship. Because I'm a true soldier of Christ. Say, I'm a true soldier of Christ. Say, I recognize my life is not an accident. I was born on purpose to fulfill the will of God. Say, the Lord anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. I have everything I need to do the will of God for my life. Now declare, say, surely, goodness, mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Let's give the Lord thanks as we close. Just say, Father, we thank you.